Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. Welcome back to Mindset Monday. I'm Gene Zanetti, your coast-to-coast mindset coach from Winning Mindset. Started off with a little rap. What does it mean to come back? What's the art of a comeback? Let me tell you a story. Back when I was a senior in high school, my goal was to be a state champ in wrestling. And I was 31-0 going into the state tournament. And I was in the state quarterfinals, undefeated. And what happened? 26 seconds left in the match. I got hit with my first stall call on top. I was on top. I was winning 6-3. So I was getting ready to get into the semifinals the next round. Okay, I was in the quarterfinals, winning 6-3. I'm on top. I'm winning. 26 seconds left in the match. I get hit with my first stall call. The first stall is a warning in wrestling. Then I got hit with another, which is a point. Another one, which is another point. And then a fourth stall call with two seconds left in the match and wound up losing the match 7-6. So I was winning 6-3. There was no change in position. And I got some really bad calls and I wound up losing the match 7-6. It was one of the worst calls that almost anyone had ever seen in New Jersey wrestling history. Now, that would put me in a very difficult spot right there. My goal was to be a New Jersey state champion. I didn't come to the tournament to take third. I didn't come to the tournament to take second. I came there to win the whole thing. And it didn't happen at this point. By bad calls from the ref, wound up losing, and now I'm in the wrestle back. So now the best I could take is third. Threw me in a tough spot, but I realized, you know, I believe I'm the best wrestler in this weight, and I can prove that now by coming back and taking third. Right? If I pack it in, there's a lot of top wrestlers. They lose, they get upset, they get bad calls, they pack it in, they wind up placing fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. Right? A lot of times you see that, and again, if that's the best you could do, that's fine. Right, sometimes we have bad matches back to back, right? Bad competitions back to back. Or maybe we just go against someone really good. It happens. Right. But a lot of times people quit on themselves after they lose. Or they don't quit on themselves, but their heads all mixed up. Alright, so how do you get it back? How do you bounce back? The art of the comeback. We gotta be able to do it because in sports things don't always go well. And you gotta get in the habit of getting the next best thing. Iowa Wrestling talks about this all the time. The Brands Brothers, this is drilled into their mind that when you can't get what you set out for, you get the next best thing. So if the best you could take is third, you take third. If the best you could take is fifth, you take fifth. If the best you could take is eighth, you take eighth. So you always strive to be at the top, but you take what you could get. Get the next best thing. That has to be a mentality. That has to be a philosophy because it's going to happen in life, not just in 
you know, not just in sports, but it's going to happen in school sometimes. Maybe you get a bad grade on, on your report card or you get a bad grade in the beginning of a semester and now you can't get the A. Well, if the next best thing you get is a B plus, get the B plus. In other words, don't get the bad grade in the beginning of the semester and say, well, now I'm done and then you don't care. No, get the next best thing. Even if it pulled your grade down, your, your final, the, the potential for your final grade, get the next best thing, right? If you're in sales and you blow a sale, right? Get the next best thing, right? Get the next one. So we got to get into that habit. So how do you bounce back? So this was one of the times in my life in the state tournament where I did it really well. Now, even though I did it well then, there's other times where I blew it. And this is even after that. So like I did it well in the States and then I can think of tournaments in college where I lost and I was all mentally mixed up and I didn't come back the same way I did. So what was the difference between the time where I bounced back so in the States, I wound up bouncing back I wound up winning whatever it was, four straight matches. And the guy who beat me wound up losing in the semifinals by one point. You know, I was beating the guy worse than a point, but he wound up losing in the semifinals. And then for third place, I avenged my only loss of the season. So other than those bad calls, I wound up, you know, I took third. That was, I was undefeated other than those bad calls, right? So that time I did it well. Other times I didn't do it so well. So what's the difference? What do top athletes do? Why did I get it right once and why did I get it wrong before? And it's because I wasn't consciously aware of what I was doing. Okay, and the whole point of mindset training or one of the big, big points of mindset training is to make you consciously aware of what are you doing when you do well and what are you doing when you do poorly, right? We study the top athletes. We look at the psychology research. We use our personal experience. We bring that all together in a simple, sport-specific, systematic mindset program that speaks directly to you in your sport. So, art of the comeback. What is it? Here's what we learn top athletes do. First thing, you have the five-minute rule. So after you lose in the competition, or maybe you didn't lose, maybe you did well. I mean, there's been times where I, I just didn't, I didn't wrestle well, but I won the match. And your head's kind of mixed up after you don't compete so well. Like, maybe you win ugly, Right? And, and you say, well, that really wasn't me out there. Okay, so how do you bounce back from that? You have a suboptimal performance. How do you bounce back from that, whether you won or whether you lost? First thing is the five-minute rule. You give yourself five minutes to be upset. So as a human being, you're going to be upset after not competing so well. You give yourself five minutes, if your sport permits. Now, you might not be in a sport that permits you to do this, right? If you're playing baseball, you have a bad at-bat, you might have to take the field right away. So in that case, you've got to get to get it together a little bit quicker. Maybe instead of a five-minute rule, you give yourself a 15-second rule, right? So the five-minute rule is, as a human, as a rational, logical human, was being, being emotional, we're going to be upset. So you give yourself five minutes to be upset, right? Don't do anything bad. You don't have to throw over garbage cans or, you know, kick things around, right? Be a man or be a woman, be a lady, which, whichever, you know, whichever you are, you know, you, you take it like a man or you take it like a lady, you let it five minutes, you allow yourself to be upset. And then after that, as a rational, logical person, you know that there's nothing you can do to change the outcome. So you let it go. Okay. So five minute rule again, if it's baseball and all of a sudden you got to switch sides, right? You were, you were in the field. Now you got to get up, but you made an error. And now all of a sudden there's a quick turnover where you got to get up at bat. You're batting next. Okay, for you, it might be a 15-second rule. Be upset for 15 minutes, and then you let it go. Now, how do you let it go? Because it's easy to say just let it go, but how do you do that concretely? We've had a lot of real good success with imagining, visualize a black box. That's where you put all the negative emotions, all the analysis, anything that you know you need to improve on. 
see, you got to put that inside the imaginary black box. There's a time and a place for analysis. There's a time and a place to review your performance, but it's not in the middle of competition. It's not mid-tournament, assuming that your, your tournament is, you know, every one of your competitions is the same day, right? If you're, if you're in a certain tournament that's multiple weeks, then maybe you have time in between to evaluate. But if it's the same day at a, at a tournament, you got to make sure you really take time to evaluate that performance after, not during the competition. You got to let it go right away. So five-minute rule, and then you, so you five-minute rule, then all the negativity you put in the imaginary black box, and you don't open that box until after the competition's over, until after the tournament's done. So what are we saying? You got to suppress those negative emotions. Now, normally suppression is not a healthy coping strategy because then it just builds up and then it comes out another way. Well, during a competition, you better get good at suppressing because you can't change things in the moment or it's going to be hard to change too much in the moment. Okay, of course we could make adjustments. You want to do that, but you don't want to get so caught up on the intricacies of performance while you're out there. Okay, so I think about Arnold Schwarzenegger during the, during the documentary Pumping Iron, if you've seen that before. What did he say? He said that when, he's at, when he was at his bodybuilding competitions, he had to be a little bit cold. In other words, something in his brain, in his mind, had to turn off. So he said if, if his girlfriend breaks up with him, if someone steals his car, he doesn't care. Right? He even took it to the extreme where his father's funeral, he didn't even go to it because it was like while he was coming up in like bodybuilding or something like that. Now, I don't, I don't recommend that extreme. I think that's crazy. But there is something to be learned from there. And that's when you're at the competition, you got to be able to let things go. You can't get emotionally attached to your performance or anything else that's going on. I know in a lot of sports, we're watching our, we're watching our teammates. Like baseball, you're watching from the bench. In wrestling, I watch my, my teammates wrestle before me right? Or just other sports. If I'm in football, you know, I'm watching the defense. If I'm on offense, I'm watching the defense. Defense is watching the offense. Special teams is watching both of them, right? So you don't want to get attached to your teammate's performance. You don't want to get attached to the score. You're just there. You got to let that stuff bounce off you. And anytime you start getting negative, you start complaining, oh, I don't like what the coach did here, or there's some drama with your teammate. Put all that negativity into the imaginary black box and address it after the competition's over. That's how you're going to be able to come back. You cannot dwell on what just happened. So imagine me losing in the state quarterfinals. Obviously, I wanted to win the whole tournament. I didn't come there to take third. But you give yourself five minutes to be upset. Five minutes to be upset. Then as a logical human, you know you can't change it. You can't change the outcome. I can't change the reps. I can't re-wrestle the match. So now I know, okay, after this five minutes, I'm going to take all that negativity, complaining about the referee, mad at myself for not doing this and that, not making a different decision, mad at my opponent, all that kind of stuff. Throw that all into the imaginary black box. Let's address that in two days, right? After this tournament's over, it was a two-day tournament. So let's address that in two days. And now, get the next best thing. Get the next best thing. The best, next best thing you can get is third, come back and take in third. Right, so it's the same thing for you. Okay, so maybe the next best thing, maybe you won. Maybe the next best thing is just compete better, have a better performance in your next competition. So that's what you do. So use the imaginary black box, use the five minute rule, and get the next best thing. A combination of all those is really gonna help. Just a couple other pointers that might help. You might wanna have you might wanna have something that you keep in your sports bag right? My wrestling bag, I'd keep in a list of my most inspirational, my favorite, most inspirational Bible verses, 
Okay, so if I had a good competition, bad competition, if I just wanted to keep things in perspective, I would read those Bible verses in the middle of the tournament. Obviously not when I'm out there competing, but before, in between rounds, I'd be reading that. You know, you'd be able to do that in, you know, in between breaks and either there's a break in the action or when you're not out there competing, you have a list of your favorite quotes or Bible verses or whatever works for you. You know, you might have a, you might have a bounce back playlist on your phone. The benefits of music is you could use that to your advantage. So you could make a playlist, a comeback playlist. Like I started singing before, don't call it a comeback. Whatever your songs are that help you think about coming back, you might have that and ready to go. So I'm a big believer in playlists, both YouTube playlists and iTunes playlists. So any feelings that you know you could have or that you want that you want to use or you want to have, you're going to want to make a playlist for it. So I want to have a relaxation playlist on iTunes. I also might want to have a relaxation playlist of my, on YouTube, right, of videos. So I have songs and I have um, videos I could listen to and I could watch, right? Then I could do the same thing with... Um, I could, do, I could do the same thing. Oh, because that's relaxation. Also, if I know I need to get motivated, I might have a motivation playlist on iTunes, a motivation playlist on YouTube. I might have a comeback playlist on iTunes, a comeback playlist on YouTube. Something that's going to jolt you back. It's going to bring you back, right? If I, know I'm, if, I, if I know I need motivation, boom, motivation playlist. I know I need to relax, relaxation playlist. I know I need to come back, boom, comeback playlist. Make it, have it there. Prepare it ahead of time. You know, one of the things I did, I noticed that every now and then, every now and then, there's like certain times of the year, I don't know, I don't know what it is, I couldn't really pinpoint, but certain times, I would just kind of be feeling down. And it wasn't like anything bad happened, but like every six months, I would know like one or two days, I just feel like I was in a funk, okay? And I remember thinking, I did this back in college, and I remember thinking like, some days I feel great, and then there's these like regular times, uh, different times of the year where I'm feeling like I'm in that funk, I said, what if I wrote myself a note while, while I was having a great day to myself when I'm having a bad day? Okay, so I did that. I did that. I, th I thought about, you know, sometimes you do these thought experiments. And I said, yeah. So on a day that I felt really good, I wrote myself a note for those like one or two times a year where I really feel like kind of down and it's for no good reason, right? And wrote it, dear Gene, like I was writing to myself. So do this. Like it sounds funny, but actually do this. Make the note to yourself when you're having a really good day for the days you're having a real bad day. And I said, you know, I know you you might be down right now. I can't remember exactly what I said, but it was something to this effect. I know you might be down right now, um, but just never quit. You know, I I know you. I'm a, you know I'm that never say die voice that's in your head. I'm having a great day right now. You're gonna bounce back. You always come out of this. Um, you know, let let your light shine and. Do God's will and you'll come out of this soon. You know, just a couple motivation tips that I spoke uh, to myself. You know, I love you always. You know, come back. You know, I believe in you. Love always, Gene. So addressed by Gene to Gene, right? Gene having a good day to Gene having a bad day. And that really helped me. Like after I would read that, I'm like, oh, that's really good. And now it was meant to be kind of like a private thing. Like I didn't tell anyone else I was doing that. It was just there on my computer. And what happened? My little brother at the time, he goes through my computer a couple months later and he sees the note and he was like, hey, you know, I saw the note you wrote to myself, like worst case scenario, like you never want someone to read like like a journal or diary entry or something like that. And I was like, oh, I thought it was worst case scenario. I was like, crap. I was like, you know, it looks real funny. I made a note to myself and he was like, you know, that's a really good idea. He's like, I'm going to do that myself. 
I was like, oh, that's good. <laughs> but that, that's prey mindset on my part, right? Like, who cares if someone opens it? Who cares if someone reads your diary or journal? I wasn't doing it for other people. I was doing it for myself. But, you know, we might get all a little bit embar embarrassed over these kind of things. So make a note to yourself, right? Make a note to yourself for those moments when you need to come back. As corny as it sounds, in those moments, you hear that. You, and, and the whole thing is this. This is the good thing about you writing a note to yourself. You know better than anyone else what you need to hear. Probably, in all probability, you know better than other people what you need to say to yourself. Like imagine what you would say to someone who looks up to you, like a young kid who looks up to you. What would you say to them? Chances are that's really what you would want to hear yourself. Okay, so make that note for yourself. Remind yourself, get the next best thing. You know, this is life. It's not always going to be easy. You have to understand that top athletes go through struggles. They have losses. They question themselves. So you have to also normalize it. You got to remember that Bouncing back is a big part of sports. It's a big part of life. It's a, it's a large part of sports. It's a large part of life. So you better get good at coming back. Use these strategies. One of these, at least one of these strategies is going to help you. One other tip that I could, that I could tell you is that, especially in the middle of a, of a tournament or competition, you don't do so well. My college coach used to say this to us. He would say, get that good feel back. Okay, so my, co my college coach, Zeke Jones, was a world champ, Olympic silver medalist. He would say, get that good feel when you drill. So in other words, in other sports, when you do your sports-specific techniques, like when you're warming up or your pre-competition your pre routine, do some sports-specific movements. Get that good feel back. So in other words, when I would drill and I would practice my moves, right? he would say, before matches, when you're drilling, don't just drill for to get the technique right. Get that good feel back. In other words, bounce in your step, pop in your attacks. So in between rounds, if you don't if you don't compete so well, drill for feel now. Drill to feel good. Get that bounce in your step back. Get those pop in your attacks back. If you're a field goal kicker, if you're, if you're a kicker in football, right, and you didn't and, and you missed the last field goal, you missed the last field goal, or you didn't do so well in the last kick, well, on the sidelines, tee it up again. And when you're kicking, don't think so much about the technique. You might think a little bit about the, the technique, but practice those kicks again and get the good feel back. So get that bad feel out of you and get the good feel back. That's, what, that's what's going to help. So, you know, any sport that you're in, you could probably do this on the sideline in between a break in the action. Get the good feel back. And finally, last tip that I could tell you just popping into my head is get in the habit of taking deep breaths. Anytime there's a break in the action, whether you go out of bounds um, you know, in between quarters or periods or halves or whatever your sport, innings, whatever your sport is, right? Take a deep breath. Take at least one deep breath. Ideally, if you can, you'd, you'd take some, you'd, you'd do some deep breathing for about a minute or two in between. But you're in between pitches in baseball, take a deep breath, right? Referee blows the whistle, you go out of bounds, take a deep breath. That's also going to help you reset yourself and come back. So the art of the comeback, that's a lot of information right there. Make sure you watch this video, re-watch this video, take notes, and most importantly, I can't say it enough, you have to do the things that I'm telling you to do. Start doing it in practice, and then when you get to competition, it'll be automatic. Make sure you get our Develop the Predator Mindset book. It's on Amazon. Great information. Some of the best lessons that we could possibly offer from all of our experience, psychological and scientific research and also some of our personal experiences that we've had. A lot of great stories in here, not only the lessons, but also some of our best mindset exercises that are right there for you to complete. 
charts that are right there to help to, to that you could fill it out that you could train your brain and you could get yourself you could really improve your mental fitness it's all right here in this book as i say it all the time mindset and makes that's the a difference. wrap for today's Thank podcast you. i'm gene zanetti from wrestling mindset make sure you check out our website wrestlingmindset.com get our ebook make sure you get that ebook great information represents some of the best information that we have Lessons that we've learned from some of the top wrestlers in the world. Lessons that we've learned from our own experience and the best that research can provide. Get the ebook, wrestlingmindset.com. Also, as an individual, make sure you personally sign up for the one-on-one free mindset consultation. The one-on-one free mindset consultation. Make sure you fill out the form and do that as soon as possible. The best results always come from one-on-one individual attention, whether it's strength training, whether it's technique, or whether it's mindset, one-on-one individual attention is always the best. Thanks for joining us. Make sure you join us again for our next podcast. Mindset makes the difference. Have a great day. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.